welcome to the Irresistible Marketing Pod, the podcast that wants you to leave everything that's holding you and your business back behind in 2023 because we are not taking that shit into 2024. I'm your host, Issa Gauchi, your marketing confidence cheerleader and owner of the M. Issa Messaging Digital Marketing Agency for Small Business Baddies. Let's get into today's episode all about the discomfort of the up-level. So basically, this week, I just realized that I'm in the midst of an up-level, a continuation of a success story. Look, folks, my business is profitable, and it has been since its third month in business. It's been paying my rent, it's been paying for my bougie groceries, and when some personal life fuck shit happens and I'm not 100% on my game and my sales take a dip, my track record is so good, my payment processor loans me more than enough money, no problemo. I am really grateful for that, and also really, really proud of what it took for me to create something out of thin freaking air that could do that. I built this shit, and past me showed up in her marketing as an insurance policy for whatever future me might be going through. I gotta tell you though, a lot of this glow up was not comfortable, so I wanted to share seven uncomfortable things that had to happen for me to get to this beautiful moment with my business. So. Number one, my inner circle had to get a lot more selective. With each up-level I've experienced in my business, I found out a lot of folks couldn't come with me. The more that I believed in myself, in my business, in the value of my work, and in my future, the more it was revealed which people in my life preferred that I not grow. And when it was clear they were more comfortable with me being less confident, less fulfilled, less independent, and less happy than what I was moving into, I realized I had to let those relationships go as gracefully as I possibly could. I simply did not have the energy and focus available to try to change their minds. I was going all in on my business and I couldn't go all in on my business while splitting my focus like that. And now it wasn't that I didn't care about those people and value our time together. I just didn't want to stay stuck and stall my growth in order to keep those connections. I had to trust that other more aligned connections would come along and they did and they will. And it was hard not to notice how different it feels to invest in someone who feeds into your doubts versus someone who hypes you up and celebrates you and your choices. Worlds different. One drains your energy and has you feeling small and fearful. The other lights you up and cheers you on. One has you stuck in a fear of loss and losing, and the other has you looking forward to hopeful expansion and all possible miracles and opportunities. This is why I'm so excited for the squad, so everyone can have access to a supportive inner circle who will believe in you and cheer you on to your most audacious business goals. All right, number two uncomfortable thing I had to learn before this up level. I had to notice who and what was habitually draining my energy and let that shit go. My time and my energy have never felt more precious than when I was building my business. I literally cannot afford to keep what drains me in my life. This is why I have to be a bit brutal about who gets my time and attention in my personal life. This is why I don't do a lot of things I used to do out of obligation anymore. And this is why I don't hold myself to standards like work out six days a week or I have to go all in on tango, roller skating, singing for X amount of time per week like I used to. This is also why I can't just eat junk food or drink a lot anymore because I need a lot of energy available for focus and creativity. 
This is why I can't date people who demand all of my time because I need flow and flexibility and ease in my days. And when I get really intentional about where I put my energy and attention, my business flourishes. And when I don't or I allow drains to keep draining me, my sales go down. Notice how I said that in the present tense? Because this isn't a one and done lesson. I have to be continuously intentional and careful about where my energy goes or it really, really affects my business. All right, number three uncomfortable lesson I had to learn before my up level. I had to trust my own judgment over advice, even if it led to mistakes. Learning to validate and trust yourself is a really big one, especially if you have any codependent or people-pleasing patterns like me. If you're going to boss up and be your own boss and create a successful business out of thin freaking air, you're going to have to have above average levels of faith in yourself. You're going to have to get used to making decisions when, without needing someone else to validate them for you. And you're going to have to be comfortable with doing what feels right to you for your business, even when it goes against conventional or conflicting wisdom and advice. You'll have to have the audacity to not just accept someone's authority over you just because they show up with an authoritative air. Luckily, that kind of faith in yourself is something that can be cultivated. Personally, since this is something that I struggle with, I'm really proud to have hit a faith in myself milestone. Now I'm gonna tell you what it is and you're gonna be like, wait girl, you're proud of that? But keep with me, I'll explain. So recently I did something that everyone told me not to do. It elicited a lot of, girl, what are you doing reactions? Honestly, for pretty fair reasons. But something in me told me that this was part of my journey and I needed to do it anyway. Even though my coaches told me not to. Even though my friends told me not to. Even though my sister would have rathered I didn't. Even though it actually turned out to be a decision that had very real and lasting consequences for me and my business. I actually still don't consider it a mistake. And here's why. It was a painful, draining experience. Like, seriously, never date a narcissist if you, you can help it, y'all. But it was an experience necessary for me to gain the to-the-bone knowledge I needed to hit my next massive up-level. Here are some of the things I learned. Settling anywhere in your life means you are likely to be settling everywhere. If you want to stop being offered less than you deserve, stop accepting less than you deserve. Allowing continued access after repeated boundary violations means you don't have boundaries. And feeling drained and depleted all the time means you desperately need some boundaries. Investing the minimum in yourself by allowing others to enjoy your presence, brilliance, and energy does not invite others to invest the maximum in you. If the money dries up, where do you need to patch up your boundaries? What obstacles and obstructions do you have to clear to open the flow? So even though my decisions didn't make sense to anyone else, it was actually quite important to my journey that I learned my lesson exactly this way on my own terms and that I don't now frame it as a mistake or failure on my part. I just did exactly what I needed to do to finally, finally learn the lesson. And as a coach, I try to help facilitate this level of self-trust and beyond for the people I work with. I don't tell you what to do in my role as a coach. I will tell you what to do in my role as a consultant when you're literally paying me to tell you what to do. But as a coach, with your, con with your consent, I'll present options. Or I'll hold space while you vent and sort it out for yourself. 
but I always do my best to support you in making the decisions that are right for you and your business, even if it's not what I would have chosen for you. All right, number four uncomfortable thing I had to learn before my up level. I had to exist outside of others' narratives. As alluded to earlier, I've had several toxic relationships of all types. It became clear to me I needed to leave each time I was ready for my business to up level. And y'all, they were not lying when they said, when you stop people pleasing, people stop being pleased. I've heard it all. I'm selfish. I'm in peril of hitting rock bottom at any moment. Because his business was failing, he assumed mine was too. Because she struggled to be paid properly, I would too. You can't make a living being creative or grind is the only way. Heard it all, y'all. I became a villain to some, delusional and doomed to fail to others, audacious to almost everyone. And I had to become okay with all of it. I had to start having the attitude that think whatever you want. I'm going to just keep doing my thing. I even started to relish it a little bit. I made a free series called Evil Queen Era to help folks like baby business owner me step into my outlandishly big goals. I named my burlesque skater torch singer persona Villanelle from uh, after Villanelle from Killing Eve. And I learned that it's not my business to change other people's stories, even if they're about me, unless they're paying me to. <laughs> because we make up stories to protect ourselves. If me being a delusional, selfish villain brings comfort to those who think that, who am I to rob them of that belief? I've learned not to waste my powerful storytelling magic on just anything. I don't need them to approve of me to be true to myself, nurture my business, and take good care of my clients. And as much as my authenticity terrifies some, it attracts and galvanizes others. Others who deserve to have their voices heard, their ventures succeed, and to make a lasting mark on the world for the better. In my book, that's a fair trade. Number five, I had to be besties with risk and uncertainty. This was a really hard one. Because leaving a nine to five with a regular paycheck, a routine, and a boss who would tell me what to do brought much welcome freedom, but also the feeling of a terrifying loss of stability. Never mind that the structures and confines of my former stability squeezed and boxed me in so tight it never felt safe or happy conforming to them. I faced the fear of not knowing where or when my next sale will come in. I faced the fear of not knowing how people will receive my brand, my pricing, my offers, or my marketing. And I've learned to redefine safety for myself like this. I trust myself to handle whatever comes my way with grace. I learned to give myself safety regardless of what's going on outside of me. And if that's the case, I can speak and be safe. I can take risks and be safe. I can put myself out there and be safe. I can be broke and be safe. I can be rejected and be safe. I can miss someone who is bad for me like crazy and still be safe. I can make mistakes and be safe. I can fail and be safe. I can be too tired or sad for a few days and be safe. I can tell clients it's going to be late and be safe. I can share my prices and be safe. I can say no or that's out of scope and be safe. I can do a really personal blog and podcast episode and be safe. I can welcome in a huge influx of new clients to serve, have a ton of people counting on me and be safe. I can have outsiders judge me and think I'm selfish and delusional and be safe. And I can trust that the money, clients, recognition, and success are coming. 
I can notice when they arrive and take it as proof that I fucking got this. Number six, I had to ask for help. Part of me having this on lock is learning who I can turn to when shit goes down. Who will build me up rather than feed into my fear? And I've got a business coach, a codependency coach. Soon I'll have a people-pleasing coach. And God, I am looking for the right therapist. And I know which friends to talk to about my business struggles with. I know who is safe to ask for an ego boost. I also learned who didn't have the capacity to be supportive and to stop asking them for something they couldn't give. I learned to ask for consent before venting. I learned to trust a yes and respect a no and not consider myself a burden regardless of which answer I got. I learned how to return or pay forward all the support I received. And I learned that sustainability requires community, but not just any community, a community that gets it, will support you enough to both celebrate you and hold you accountable. Again, check out the squad if you need such a community in your life. Links in the show notes. All right, number seven uncomfortable lesson I had to learn for my business, glow up. I had to stop pretending like I had it all together in my marketing. When I first opened my business, I was very official and know-it-all in my marketing because I was insecure AF. I felt like I had no idea what I was doing as an entrepreneur and could scarcely believe my own audacity. I kept all that human stuff out of my marketing and floundered. Then I started letting a little more than a little bit more of my true self into my marketing and watched my audience get more interested and more engaged. Then I started getting vulnerable and sharing a lot. I got several sales from stuff as personal as a money dirt series I did about untangling my pricing baggage and how it's tied to several upsetting and pivotal pivotal clashes with patriarchy in my life. And I had strong gut feelings about what to share and what to keep private that I learned how to trust. I shared them in an article and podcast episode about how much of your personal story you should share in your marketing. You can go check that out if you want to after this. But the difference really comes down to what makes me feel empowered to share versus what makes me feel empowered to keep private. And that's very different than what I'm too ashamed to talk about. I learned that empowered was very important because vulnerability wasn't enough on its own. Yes, people want to connect over shared humanity, but they tend to prefer to be uplifted, galvanized, inspired, and motivated rather than stuck in the muck. At least my people do. And I learned when I shared from a place where I was settling for less, working too hard for things that weren't returning on investment, when I was making excuses for poor behavior, My messaging didn't resonate nearly as much as when I'm in that state of confidence I've worked so hard to cultivate. That charm your pants off swagger, that cheekiness, that behold and be blessed by my boundless, powerful creativity vibe, that full of sunshine feeling. But that feeling doesn't just come from nowhere. It's carefully cultivated by how I speak to myself in my own head, how I care for myself, how I structure and run my business, and who I surround myself with. I can help you cultivate that feeling too. So not just marketing, but like everything you do as an entrepreneur feels full of sunshine. So join the squad to find out how, just how bright you get to shine and just how light your world becomes when you're surrounded by stars instead of black holes. (laughs) All right, so if you'd like an on-demand expert marketing director and confidence cheerleader and a hype squad of excellently eccentric creative entrepreneurs, come join the squad. 
Thank you so much for listening to to today's episode. Happy holidays. Happy new new year. And if you love today's episode and would like to keep them coming, give me the Christmas gift or whatever holiday you celebrate or winter of subscribing, dropping me some stars, leave me a glowing review because it goes such a long way for helping others find this free resource and it makes me feel so good. I also wanted to let you know about a free virtual masterclass I have coming up on Tuesday, January 2nd called How to Massively Speed Up Your Marketing Results Even on a Tight Budget. In this masterclass, we'll cover how to embrace a strategic leadership role for marketing without actually having to do all the marketing yourself. The link to register for free is in the show notes, though I highly encourage you attend li- to attend live if you can so I can answer your questions. Still sign up if you can't join us live so you can get those business wisdom mic drops on the replay. Okay, love you, bye.